0: Welcome to a special election edition of Perspectives. I'm Lisa Smith. On today's program, which was pre-recorded, I speak with candidates for Oregon's 32nd State House District seat in the November 6th general election. The seat currently is held by Democrat Deborah Boone, who is retiring at the end of January after serving seven terms. Oregon's 32nd Legislative District includes all of Clatsop County, about half of Tillamook County, and a small portion of western Washington County, with a constituent population of roughly 65,000. My first guest is Democratic candidate Tiffany Mitchell, who handily won the Democratic primary earlier this year in a surprise victory over several better-known candidates, including former State Representative Tim Josie of Tillamook. Tiffany, a resident of Astoria, is an eligibility specialist in self-sufficiency and former caseworker for the Child Welfare Division of the State of Oregon. She previously worked for the State of Utah and moved to Oregon three years ago. Tiffany also is team co-leader of the Astoria branch of Indivisible North Coast, Oregon, a progressive grassroots organization, and is an Astoria Democratic Party Precinct Committee chairperson. She holds a Bachelor of Arts degree in film studies from the University of Utah and a master's degree in business administration from Western Governors University an online institution. Welcome to the studio, Tiffany Mitchell.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Um, Can I add one little small change to that introduction? Sure. um, I was not a caseworker for um, child welfare. I was what is called a case management coordinator. So that's a small
0: change. Okay. Well, tell me a bit more more about yourself and why you're running for office.
1: Um, So I am running for office because, um, and it's probably a little evident by what I've done um, with my life, I'm I'm in social work and I do um, work that is really aimed at helping um, people who are going through the toughest times in their lives. And when I decided to run for this position, it was really fueled by this desire to to do something more to help people in our community. And I thought the best way to do that is kind of at the highest levels where you have the ability to really make decisions, laws and policies that will really impact people in the most meaningful way possible. What do you see as the biggest challenges facing the district in Oregon today? Um, There are a couple really big challenges. Um, I think first and foremost, housing is probably one of those big issues um, because we currently have a community that is shrinking for all the wrong reasons, and that is that there's nowhere to live. Um, People who want to work in our communities can't afford to live here, and many people are getting pushed out. And I think we also have some very unique considerations district-wide from the fact that we have a lot of vacation rentals, Airbnbs, um, which are a big problem in, in the area in terms of reducing housing stock, and then a lot of second homes. And then you have areas like Tillamook that have, I think, even less support in terms of financial resources funneling into that community because they're so much smaller Um, So housing is probably the very top concern for the district um, just because we want people to be able to live here, and it's getting harder and harder to do that, Um, coupled with the fact that we don't have very many um, high-paying jobs that also contribute to that um, issue. Health care is another thing I hear a lot from folks and something I have personally gone through myself. I fractured my foot in my early 20s and didn't have health insurance, and you know, that was a really stressful experience for me because I couldn't get the care I needed and that foot never properly healed. And when I think about other folks in our district, many of whom are very low income, not being able to access the health care system to get the care they need, um, for me, it wasn't that severe. For other people, they have much more severe ongoing chronic illnesses and diseases and they really need that additional help. Um, Also in our community, a lot of people have a lot of environmental concerns about wanting to make sure that we are doing everything sustainably in terms of resource extraction, whether that be um, forestry or fish. And so I really want to work to make sure that, that we are doing that sustainably and work with people from all different sides and expertise on that.
0: District 32 covers a large area with a diverse constituency. How would you represent a district that has such divergent views on key issues such as the environment, jobs, taxation, to name a few? Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and I'm, I'm glad that I, I said previously that, yeah, that is going to be a challenge <laughs> um, because we all have a lot of very different ideas um, about what those things really mean. And so for me, I think one of my greatest strengths as a person and as someone who is hopefully going to be a legislator for this area is the fact that I really do care about hearing other people's voices and ideas because that's the only way you can really fairly represent is when you, you get all the information possible and sit down and actually kind of come to a middle ground about what those solutions are going to be. And I come, actually, from a very conservative area. So as a Democrat um, coming into this position, having grown up in a conservative area... My whole life has been working with people who have different viewpoints and really making sure that we work together to get um, those to a middle ground that that will work.
0: You've sort of answered this, but what do you bring to the office, not only in terms of experience, but also your personality and skill set?
1: Um, I think probably one of the biggest things that I bring to this position, um in addition to that willingness to work with others, even if they don't necessarily agree with me, um, I think is a tremendous amount of determination and and grit. Um, you mentioned in your introduction that I came into a primary literally with about two or three months um, just go. And we put together a campaign. We did a lot of fundraising. We did a lot of outreach. We knocked on over 15,000 doors in that primary. And going into the general, we've now knocked on over 25,000. And I've done about 6,000 of those doors myself. Um, So for me, I think just that willingness to really want to do the best job that you can and to really work hard for it. Um, I think the people in this district can count on me to be somebody who will always listen to them and work as hard as I can to make sure that I do the best job possible for this district.
0: We have only 1 minute left and I've got two more questions for you. <laughs> what sets you apart from the other two can other three candidates and are there any specific projects or issues you hope to tackle if elected?
1: Um so uh, what sets me apart is I think precisely what I just said. I don't think anyone's going to work for it as hard as I am and is going to be as much of an advocate and office for this for this area than I will be. Um, and the last question, I'm sorry, was what I want to work on. Specific projects or issues you hope to um, tackle. I really hope to tackle the health care problem and the housing problem first and foremost, those two, because I think that they really impact working people the most and the people who live in this area. Um, and so that's really where I think a lot of my emphasis is going to be um, going into my first term. Thank you. Alas, we're out of time. Thank you, Tiffany Mitchell,
0: Democratic candidate for oregon's 32nd legislative district thank you you're listening to a pre-recorded election edition of perspectives on coast community radio 91.9 fm astoria and 89.5 fm tillamook i'm lisa smith and i'm speaking with candidates in oregon's 32nd house district race in the november 6 general election i just concluded an interview with democratic candidate tiffany mitchell up next is independent candidate brian halverson a native oregonian and current resident of rockaway beach Brian is a community organizer with North Coast Progressives, an activist organization he founded in March 2017 to address issues that he says the two major political parties ignore. He previously has worked in retail sales and is a current member of the Rockaway Beach Planning Commission. In the spirit of 2016 presidential candidate Bernie Sanders, Brian does not accept donations from corporations or large organizations, taking only small contributions from individuals. Brian graduated from Benson Polytechnic High School in Portland, where he studied radio broadcasting, and attended Clark College in Vancouver for two years studying history. Welcome to the studio, Brian Halverson.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: Tell me a bit about yourself and why you're running for office.
2: Well, um, I'm uh, an independent candidate, so uh, what that means is uh, uh, I'm not really... In for the two-party system and so uh, you know I wanted to give people an, an option a third option because in Oregon we have what are called non-affiliated voters and they make up about a third of the voting block, and there are usually just uh, Democrats and Republicans so I feel like a lot of people are left out of the political process and I'm trying to give people a voice.
0: Although in this race, there are four candidates.
2: There are. There's a, also libertarian. a libertarian candidate, which the libertarian party is, uh, the, uh, besides the independent party, the largest of the parties besides the Democrats and Republicans. So it is good that there's more representation. I think more candidates is going to bring out more issues and uh, have the best outcomes for everybody.
0: Speaking of issues, what do you see as the biggest challenges facing the district in particular and Oregon in general?
2: Well, um, so the district, uh, one of the things that I'm uh, making a key in my campaign is uh, environmental protection because we have such a beautiful natural environment. And um, there are uh, many tenants to that, uh, including in that um, a, a study uh, potentially of aerial spraying I would like to see of uh, pesticides and herbicides. Uh, there's been a lot of uh, talk around that, whether or not that's safe and uh, the state continues to push ahead with that, and there's a lot of concern from people, particularly people where they get their well water, they get, um, uh, you know, they, they're afraid of contaminants in uh, streams, in uh, waterways, so I think that we need to look at that as a, uh, 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 something that we might want to uh, study, and eventually, if, if there's found to be harmful effects, that maybe we'd curb that. And, and for the state at large, um, you know, there, there's a revenue crisis in Oregon. Um, and my proposal is uh, find the revenue uh, for the, from the uh, people and organizations that can afford to pay more. And in Oregon, uh, we have the lowest effective tax burden in the nation. And what that means isn't necessarily that the tax rate is set at a rate that is the lowest in the nation, what that means is we have so many loopholes on our books, over 350 according to the Oregon Center for Public Policy, that corporations are allowed to uh, get away with uh, skirting uh, the taxes. So um, an example of this is uh, big biomass producers, uh, large agricultural farms, uh, if they if they uh, produce so much bovine manure, they get a tax credit. And it doesn't, uh, it's not a tax credit for Small farms, it's a tax credit for big agricultural farms.
0: What do you bring to the office, not only in terms of experience, but also your personality and other skills?
2: Well, I've served on the Rockaway Beach Planning Commission um, since April of 2018. I was reappointed in uh, June of 2016 for a term ending in 2021. Uh, So I've already started hitting the ground running on... uh, uh, ca- how committees work, how the government functions, and I'm trying to make a difference uh, now as a candidate, not just as someone who says, "Hey, elect me, uh, get this done." Because I'm trying to uh, pass this election. I want to uh, try to uh, see through, win or lose, uh, my my policies. So, mm-hmm. and and personally, uh, you know, I, I think I, as an independent, I think it's important that people. Uh, understand that there are more than just two options in our political process and that uh, we can bring more people into the fold. And by doing that, we're going to have better outcomes.
0: District 32 covers a large area with a diverse constituency, politically speaking. How would you represent a district that has such divergent views on key issues such as the environment, jobs, taxation, to name a few?
2: Well, uh, I live in Rockaway Beach, so uh, we have quite a bit of different uh, issues than you might see where I have a family homestead in Jewell. So I'm you know, personally quite uh, uh, understanding of, of what's going on. For example, tourism uh, in our area has been a hot button issue, whereas out in the rural areas, of course, it's not so much. And so if we could uh, work to get a more equitable sharing of tourism dollars to rural areas in our counties, Clatsop County and Tillamook County, then I think it would be uh, a way that I think we could Uh, blend those uh, two uh, divergent uh, areas.
0: Two last questions. What sets you apart from the other candidates, and are there any specific projects or issues you'd like to tackle if you're elected?
2: Well, uh, really what I want in my campaign to do is highlight some issues that you don't hear about uh, a lot. And uh, one of the things is a public bank. Uh, Oregon would be immensely helped with a public bank by having... uh, uh, lower uh, rates for individuals, but not just that, but municipalities would be able to bank for less, and that would save a lot of money for cities. So bringing new ideas as an independent is a, is a big thing. And you can read more on brianfororegonhouse.com. I have a full platform up there of uh, different uh, ideas that I bring to the table that the two major parties aren't talking about.
0: And the issues that you'd want to tackle?
2: Uh, First and foremost is, uh, I think, the biggest issue is campaign finance reform. Uh, If we don't get uh, big money out of politics, it's going to be very difficult for uh, us to move forward on anything else. And we see this now in the governor's race and the state house race, uh, uh, money just flooding into the elections. Oregon's one of just seven states in the nation where there's no limits on campaign contributions. So that's a big problem. That's my first uh, priority.
0: Well, thank you. Independent candidate Brian Halverson for joining us today. Thank you so much. You're listening to a pre-recorded election edition of Perspectives on Coast Community Radio, 91.9 FM Astoria and 89.5 FM Tillamook. I'm Lisa Smith, and I'm speaking with candidates in Oregon's 32nd House District race in the November 6th general election. I just concluded an interview with independent candidate Brian Halverson. Next up is Republican Vanita Lauer of Seaside. Vanita's family immigrated to Eugene from Delhi, India, where she was born. She grew up in Olympia, Washington, and earned a bachelor's degree in human development from Warner Pacific University in Portland, and holds a Master of Arts in Teaching from Oregon's George Fox University. Vanita moved from Beaverton to Seaside in 2015 after accepting a position at Warrington Grade School teaching 8th grade language arts. She's now a public school teacher for Oregon Virtual Academy, with students who reside throughout Oregon, including in Clatsop, Tillamook, and Washington counties. Welcome to the studio, Vanita Lauer. Thanks for having me. Tell me a bit about yourself and why you're running for office.
3: Well, um, in Olympia, Washington, I work for the Washington State Department of Transportation in their government liaison office, um, supporting the legislative liaison, congressional liaison, and tribal liaison. And so I got familiar with the legislative process by supporting them, you know, with the federal appropriation, state legislation, and uh, constituent relations, and, and it just it really the impact that they could have on their communities and in the state was just um, inspiring. And having moved here to the North Coast, I'm just very, very, we just fell in love with it. My husband and I just fell madly in love with it once we we got here. And so we were very blessed that I was able to get a job teaching virtual so that I could stay here um, and we could live here on the North Coast. So representing my community is very important to me.
0: And you've gotten bitten by the uh, legislative bug when you were in in Olympia. Uh, What do you see as the biggest challenges facing the 32nd District in particular and Oregon in general?
3: You know, I'm glad you asked that. I have been going everywhere, um, all over Classic County, Tillamook County, um, into Washington County banks, talking to people, talking to business leaders and uh, farmers. And I'm hearing... You know, from every I'm learning it, just how much revenue we bring in for the state uh, between fishing and timber and dairy and aggregate and cranberries. I mean, I could go on. You know, in hospitality, we're not getting our fair share back. I mean, you can, and that is evident when you look at our roads. They we have high fatalities on Highway 30, Highway 26, Highway 6 has no cell service on top of it. We have culverts that need to be replaced, culverts that um, need to be cleaned out. We have areas that need to be seismically retrofitted. For example, the west side of Seaside, you know, you've you, you recently heard, um, I think I already read in the Astorian of a study that was done that shows that the bridges would fall down. Well, anybody on the west side would not be able to get and evacuate. And so that's important. We need to have those bridges seismically re- retrofitted, and/or replaced.
0: Which bridges are you talking about?
3: When you go into Seaside to get to the bit to the beach, um, there you must cross a bridge.
0: And that bridge is not necessarily safe in terms of none of
3: them are. There's about four or five of them. If
0: an earthquake were to occur,
3: right? Um, if an earthquake happened, we have about 15 minutes to evacuate or to get out of the tsunami zone. Right. If the bridges aren't there, then our citizens and our visitors cannot evacuate.
0: So the biggest challenge then facing the 32nd District in particular is uh, not getting our fair share of state dollars because we're generating the money.
3: Absolutely. When I worked at DOT in Washington State, you know, Eastern Washington uh, had that same situation where they felt like they didn't have the same revenue coming in, enough revenue coming in, but that was different. That's, that was per capita. Here, we're, we're bringing a lot of revenue.
0: What do you bring to the office, not only in terms of your experience, but also your personality and skill set?
3: Well, I bring a lot. Um, you know, Having worked at the Department, Department of Transportation, having my Bachelor's in Human Development, my education background, um, I bring a lot of knowledge. Um, having raised three children, both of my sons are veterans, Uh, military veterans, and so just having all that life experience is going to benefit me. And you know, and also being able to sit down uh, and come up with bipartisan solutions, working with people to come up with solutions for people.
0: Bipartisan, you don't hear that very often these days, do you? Not so much. That's a good word, I hope that you are able to do that. Um, District 32 covers a large area with a quite diverse constituency. How would you represent a district whose residents have such divergent views on key issues such as the environment, jobs, and taxation, to name a few? Speaking of bipartisanship.
3: Yeah, no, like I said, I've been to a lot of places, and I've talked to a lot of people, and I've talked to a lot of people from different backgrounds and different needs, and ultimately we all have the same desires. We all want roofs over our heads. We all want to avoid food insecurity. We all want to have... Health. We all want to, you know, have a- access to medical. Um, so those fundamentals are right there. And I think we, we're all very similar in that way, regardless of if we're Republican or Democrat. We want to provide and take care of our families.
0: I think that's true. What sets you apart from the other three candidates in this race?
3: You know, I've just focus- been focusing on me. And what I can do, and what I can accomplish, and getting to uh, know the district and the state. So, um, you know, the, both can, all three candidates, I'm sure, are wonderful people and individuals, and have have things to offer. I've just been kind of focusing on myself and what can I, how can I be the best I can be. We just have a
0: minute left. Are there any specific projects or issues you hope to tackle if you're elected?
3: Bringing revenue back to us, <laughs> absolutely. Um, you know, Tillamook County has been great as far as the emergency management program that they've, com- they've uh, put together. I would love to see something like that here in Clatsop County, as well as, um, you know, the transportation. I probably could go on forever about transportation. And then the education. I'd love to see like a junior trades program where our juniors and seniors who are, um, who are seeing high absenteeism and low graduation rates can, you know, actually participate in tr- and find a career for themselves.
0: Uh-huh. Well, that's commendable. Unfortunately, we're out of time. I want to thank my guest, Vanita Lauer, Republican candidate for Oregon's 32nd Legislative District, for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. If you're just joining me, you're listening to a pre-recorded election edition of Perspectives on Coast Community Radio, 91.9 FM Astoria and 89.5 FM Tillamook. I'm Lisa Smith, and I'm speaking with candidates in Oregon's 32nd House District race in the November 6th general election. I just concluded an interview with Republican candidate Vanita Lauer. My final guest is Libertarian candidate Randall Carlson, a resident of Tillamook. Randall received his bachelor's degree in architecture and engineering at the University of New Mexico in 1994, and since then has worked supporting technical manufacturing facilities all over the world. He settled in Tillamook in 2015 and is currently employed as a project manager for Jacobs Engineering, a global consulting, design, engineering, construction, and technical services firm. Welcome, Randall Carlson. Thank you, Lisa. It's nice to have you. I wonder if you could start off by telling me a bit about yourself and why you're running for office.
4: My father was in the Libertarian Party in the early stages, and I got a pretty good dousing as I grew up of Libertarian philosophy. And at first I didn't really share it, but more aligned with the Republican. But as time went on and I went through education, uh, learned different things, studied, I learned that I wasn't quite happy with the way... I initially started viewing politics and what I was seeing going on. Um, and recently here, I, I decided to go ahead and run this year because the stuff that's happening in Washington is just absolutely atrocious. The back-and-forth name-calling, the bipartisan roadblocks back-and-forth, it really is not helping to solve issues. And that's what I'm here to do, is solve issues. Well,
0: how can, how can your role as a legislator in the state legislature help solve any of the problems that are gridlocked in Washington?
4: One of the things I want to do is work to remove, at least at this level, the Democrat, the Republican, all the names so that people can actually see who's going to help them. What are the things they're associated with? What actions can they put forward? What have they actually physically done to help the communities? I don't want to get it to libertarians did this or Republicans did that or Democrats did that. I think that's really hindering America right at the moment and especially our area here.
0: It is highly partisan, isn't it? It is. What do you see as the biggest challenges facing the 32nd district in particular and Oregon in general right now?
4: Right now, there's lots of different things. We're going through a lot of tax initiatives, tax stalemate initiatives. So that's definitely a hot topic. In our area right through here, we are definitely unique because we've got so many different industries. We've got, you know, farming and ranching. We've got food manufacturing. Uh, we've got timber industries. We've got coastal industries, fishing industries that the rest of the state really doesn't have. And I'm tired of rest of the state getting input into, uh, you know, how many feet can you build something away from a little stream? And then making it apply out here when there's streams all over our ranching properties. The, the dichotomy of what's happening in the rest of the state with people wanting to pass laws and legislation versus what's actually applicable to areas like ours is wrong, for lack of better words we need to actually look at these laws being passed. We need to think about them in a bigger picture. And what are the other implications? Obviously, they're there to solve a problem, but a lot of times those problems can be solved at a much simpler, much closer to the actual problem area than having to take it to government and pass a statewide law that covers such a large area.
0: So as a libertarian, you're you're against centralized governing of that nature at any rate.
4: There, There are parts that are necessary, definitely. And on a big national um, scale, the Libertarian Party does take that general stance. But at this level through here, I think what we need to do is empower the local people. A lot of times, a lot of these things can be solved by empowering the local people and stop taking it to such a large picture, i.e. the state government, to solve these things.
0: Tell me, what do you bring to the office, not only in terms of experience, but also your personality and skill set?
4: First of all, I love this area. I've traveled all over the world, and there's nothing like our coast. I absolutely love it. Um, every weekend, I'm up and down, back and forth. I'm surfing. I'm hiking. I'm, I, I just love this area. Um, I'm setting down roots. I'm joining the community. I'm becoming, a, 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 hopefully, a business owner here fairly soon. Um, I want to evolve this area. But I also want to make it special because what we have to deal with here is different than the rest of the state, and it's different than most of the rest of the country. Um, what I bring here is a good education. I've worked lots of different places all over the world. I've seen third countries. I've seen, you know, back roads. I've seen, you know, the, the glass and steel skyscrapers. I've seen lots of different things. And I've also had to mix between contractors, between engineers, between owners, all different convert, um, all different adversarial-type parties that normally bicker back and forth and can't get anything done. And as a project manager, I've actually had to be put in the position to put these people into some resemblance of a working team to get things done.
0: We just have a couple more minutes left, so I'm wondering if you can tell me if there are any specific projects or issues you hope to tackle if you're elected.
4: Oh, there's tons. Um, One of the big things right now that I'm really interested in is the way we actually log our forests through here. Right now we've got issues with the salmon and the rivers and the return aspects of the fish not coming back due to a lot of silt and everything that gets plugged up in the rivers. We have flooding that happens through there and a good majority is because of the way we typically log now, granted, the logging industry wants to be able to do this, and they have to reforest the area, but I think we need to look at a little different aspect of this because it's affecting more than just the timber industry.
0: So forestry is one area. Any other?
4: Um, the roads out through here are atrocious. Uh, that's another area that I'm quite apical, or quite interested in correcting and getting working. We've got many different ways we can approach that here. Um, something, I hope to bring a, Something that
0: here. a project manager could handle, I think. I, I hope so. Well, thank you. Unfortunately, we're out of time. I want to thank my guest, Randall Carlson, the Libertarian Party candidate for Oregon's 32nd Legislative District for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Good to have you. I want to thank my four guests for coming into the studio to speak about their respective candidacies for Oregon's 32nd Legislative District. I just spoke with Libertarian candidate Randall Carlson. Earlier, I spoke with Democratic candidate Tiffany Mitchell, Republican candidate Vinita Lauer, and independent candidate Brian Halverson. Oregon's 32nd legislative district includes all of Clatsop County, about half of Tillamook County, and a small portion of western Washington County, with a constituent population of roughly 65,000. I'd like to remind all you voters that your ballots must be returned to an official ballot drop box or to your county's elections department no later than 8 p.m. on Tuesday, November 6th. Postmarks do not count. You've been listening to Perspectives, which is brought to you in part by a grant from the Clatsop County Cultural Coalition. This edition of Perspectives was engineered by Brian Bovenizer. The program is broadcast weekly on the stations of Coast Community Radio. You can also find show podcasts on the station's website at coastradio.org. I'm Lisa Smith. Thanks so much for listening.